1: Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.
0: The Ozone.
2: Welcome to the Ozone podcast presented by ByStar Credit Union with Jaguars senior writer John Osier. All right, welcome into this week's Ozone podcast and, uh, you know, I won't even delay while I'm excited about this guest. It's Jaguars tight end, Evan Ingram. Evan, you were in here, I think it was May, right after you first signed. And we were just talking before we came on the air. How much has changed Mm -hmm. in six or seven months? And I guess what strikes me is you do intro interviews, which that was when we sat down for this podcast, and you sort of talk about how it might be. And it seems like for you, for the team, so far, this, I guess, has to have exceeded your expectations on how well it could have gone.
3: For sure. Uh, I was, uh, it's, it's actually just looking at it, it's just been a crazy uh, arc, mm-hmm. um, a crazy, uh, like kind of a roller coaster. Right. Um, you know, coming in, uh, just, just completely new scenery, um, new personnel, new people um, that were very welcoming, that made it very easy. Um and uh but it still was a little of adjustment and um you know, going into spring, um just still new, new offense, new coaching staff mm-hmm. here, you know what I mean it's a culture change that was uh beginning um under Doug and uh and, and what Doug and Trent were building. Um and then, you know, the the beginning of the season was promising. we you know, we win two out of three. Uh and then we hit this really, really tough skid. Um where we're learning so much, where we're getting close, you know, we're we're looking in the mirror, we're we're trying to get better, we're we're trying to finish these games and then um as soon as really as soon as, you know, people started, you know, counting us out mm-hmm. again, people were saying that this is, you know, the same old Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you know, we, we figured it out and, you know, we're we're still not done. We're still not there. But um it's been a it's been a very crazy arc. I I tell every every chance I get um I, I say how blessed I am mm-hmm. um just to you know be in a situation like this, be on a team like this that has been through so much, but um, are still fighting for their life and you know fighting and sacrificing everything um to you know to finish the job and you know it's uh, Saturday night is creeping up on us and we're <laughs> ready, we're ready to go
2: what uh, i've been around a lot of teams and i've been've been around a lot of jaguars teams that have been two and five, two and six, and they say the same things you guys did. Hey, this isn't over yet. Our goals are still in front of us, and the and the season ends, and and the goals weren't reached. What do you think it was about this team? And again, I'm, I'm not saying the season's over, because but you've played your way into such a special opportunity. What was it about this team that was able to do that? From that, uh, uh, basically, a depth at two and six
3: the yeah. season looks over. Um, none, none of the nobody on the team quit like. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody was you know ready for it to be over I've I've been in, I've been in this situation I've been in that situation uh, many times over the five years I've sure. been in the league and um, some of those losses were just like heartbreaking and, and back-breaking mm-hmm. and um, you know there's a there's a shift in the locker room that can happen at the, in, in a right. very negative way and uh that's when you, that's when you start seeing disconnect and that's when everything really starts sliding downhill. There was zero percentage hmm. of that in this locker room. Um, and I, and I give credit to the guys, you know, right. the, the, even the young guys that really haven't learned their way into the league. And then the, the guys that have been around something like that, um, I give credit to them, uh, but the coaching staff, Doug and, um, just, you know, their energy through up, through that adversity, um, never wavered either. So, um, just it was a culture that right. you know that 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 we bought into that kept us going.
2: I going to ask you about Doug in a minute, but it strikes me that something you just said about this team sticking together, the free agent class that you were a part of. I've been around a lot of free agent classes that by the end of the season you feel like, okay, this guy just doesn't fit. This this didn't work, and you've seen it. You've been in the NFL where free agents come in, and it's just it just doesn't work. Almost none of that with this class. Mm-hmm. And guys, not only that, ha- have become leaders. Yourself, Christian, Zay Jones, Foyer. I guess, do you guys feel that as well? And how was it that you were able to fit in so quickly and become the core of the team?
3: Yeah. Uh, I think if you really dive deep into every, you know, definitely every free agent, um, you know, signee of the mm-hmm. class, every single one of us had a chip on our shoulder. Okay. Um, you know, we, we had something to you know yeah. prove to ourselves mainly um and uh and obviously and obviously prove to uh this organization that they gave that given us opportunity um i mean I look you look at christian uh who's who's been a' has been a i mean a dynamic weapon in this league since he entered it mm-hmm. um just got his first thousand yard season he's been close all his career and and you you know what the headlines were saying when when we sure. when we signed him and and then right. you look at Zay the same same thing um coming in and having a 150 yard games and, and posting three touchdown performances um you know no, nobody ever saw that happen and then foyer is the league leading ta- tackler um, uh, two years in a row right really shoot probably three he's mm-hmm. been up there and um and still there's doubters so like I, I just think everybody that came in um had a chip on their shoulder and uh and we that's I feel like that's how we connected um and and even the guys still here had a chip on their shoulder right. uh and you know, and I, again I give credit to the uh, Doug and and the coaching staff to what they came in and brought um it just ignited everybody's uh motivation for sure and once you know once we felt that structure once we felt um you know what what they were trying to build here um culture wise scheme wise um, it you know everybody was it was it was easy to buy in.
2: I had asked you this I think, in the locker room a couple of weeks ago, and it was something you discussed uh, to several people. There was the game where you uh, you caught the pass, and all of a sudden Zay and Christian are blocking for you. The, uh, uh,
3: the Jets game.
2: Yeah. Now, it's pretty rare. Yeah. To have a tight end catch a pass and 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 the lead blockers are the wide receivers, mm-hmm. but it's something that uh, you and I talked about. The selflessness among the receivers on this team, um, I think a lot of receivers say they are part of a selfless room, but to actually be part of a selfless receiver room is uh, pretty rare.
3: Yeah. it's in, Like I said, it's 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 the character of those guys. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it's really rare to see that. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I... I
2: <laughs> Zay almost laughed when I asked him if he'd ever been a part of it before, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you don't see it.
3: You don't see it, but uh, just... It's just who they are. Right. Like, I can't even I can't even give you sit here and try to give you this schematically. You know that the offense is built like it's just who they are. Right, and they empty the tank every single play. Um, and they when they're given a job, they they go and do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's 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 why this offense is so successful. And that's why it's we're, we're once we're clicking, we're hard to stop because right, you know anybody could could blow the field up right um, and everybody's everybody around that performance is is bought into their role and bought into um executing their job mm-hmm. and um you know that is just wherever the where however the dice falls um that's that's who's gonna have a big game but uh i think I think we I think we're still just scratching the surface as offense so um it's nothing but just the character of the guys in, in that room and that the entire offensive room um um top down
2: gotcha. You came here, I think, when we talked in May and when you were on the podium talking in your intro presser. The big reason he came here was uh, because of Doug, not only because of how he used the tight ends but because of what you had heard about him as a coach. Um, I assume he's lived up to everything you can imagine in terms of setting a culture, setting a turnaround. Just talk about him a little bit.
3: Yeah. uh, I think the the, the biggest thing um, for me, uh, that you know, I noticed about Doug was how he responded in the most adverse times of the season. Okay, because um, I'm pretty sure he's been in locker rooms that have disconnected before. I'm pretty sure, sure he's been in locker rooms that, even as a player, like right in um, them and led them right. And like he he knows the slippery slopes of struggles in a season, um, and so I think that obviously helps him um, a lot. You know, in these situations uh, how, and. How, along his successful career um as a head coach uh, that's you know that's what stood out to me just as soon as you know as we were kind of on that skid uh you know it was I was very observant and Mm -hmm. um, of just the people around me of myself um and of our coaching staff and Doug and I mean uh just never quitting just just uh just things that you know we could listen to and hear um and right. know that like all right we 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 have a head coach that's, that's still fighting for us that's still fighting for himself for his family for his for his loved ones and like i think i think that's the biggest thing that we all felt especially especially myself so um i think you know you you can really uh you know you can really um in this league you ju- you can judge a man uh, uh on, on how he comes to work mm-hmm. when when times are really tough and you know, Doug was was the head man. He he was a right. the ultimate leader, uh, with full with optimism, with compassion, um, for love of the team, um, and motivation and and hunger, and that that just you know that just jumped out to us in, in that team meeting room, um, and even on the field. So, right. uh, when, when it started clicking, you can you, you can feel that emotion through him too. That right. you know that uh, uh, that 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 hard work paying off for him too, and like that's 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 just a mark of a great leader and a great team team builder.
2: Um you came here and you were very public about it that uh you wanted to be here because of how he used tight ends uh it it certainly seems like that has lived up to everything you thought um is offense tight end friendly or is it just friendly to people who catch the ball
3: (laughs) uh i think it's i think it's both right I, I i definitely think it's both um it's uh you know doug is obviously has a history of um you know having a tight end friendly offense um but i mean just the offensive minds that that are right. around him um have i feel like have created another another level to it um and uh and they're not just it's not just an offense that can get tight ends involved it's an offense that could that could exploit um their tight ends best attributes gotcha um they you mean you look at you turn on chris Manhurt's film um they put him in perfect positions to execute the best thing that he's mm-hmm. good at and that's that's in the run game that's right. that's that's um, that's doubles blocking that's that's base blocking that's that's tack block. that's Manhandling DNs. You turn on Chris Mannheer's right. film; he's manhandling grown men. Um, and you, you turn on you turn on my tape. I'm I'm, I'm getting the ball in space. Uh, it's uh, it's underneath stuff. It's it's misdirection stuff, motions. I'm just putting the defense in the bind. Um, and uh, you know I, I, they're using my speed. They're using my explosiveness. You're not um, manhandling grown men out there. Hey, I'm. You turn on the tape. I'm I'm in the <laughs> run game too. Not on, I'm not on Chris Mannheer's level, but uh, I'm definitely taking notes and getting. But that's close, something you've but, taken some pride in this year, for, right? Uh, yeah, always. I've always, I've always taken pride in that and even, even that they've put me in positions to where I can be successful in the run game. They're not gonna put me somewhere where they know this right. is not Evan strong suit, let's throw him down there and then have him lead block on, on a zone uh scheme right. and like they don't they put me in great positions and that and then that builds confidence. So right. when they do when they are kinda ready to graduate me to bigger bigger opportunities or bigger um tasks in the run game I have more confidence. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been the biggest thing that's grown um, over the season just my confidence. So um, it's easy
2: for a coach to come in and say, well, tight end should be able to do X, go do it. But to actually see where the strengths are yeah, they, is a different level of coaching. They,
3: they are very meticulous in where they are uh, putting um, their talents at use. Right. Um, and I think, you know, and even, and, and even Dan and, and Luke, I mean, Dan is. Um, Dan pops off, pops on the screen, pops up the, on the screen every time he enters the, enters mm-hmm. the game. I mean, every every opportunity, I feel like he's gotten this year, he's made a big play. Um, and then you got Luke Farrell that comes in and right. is learning so much under Chris and and, and really observing Chris's role. And, and Luke is a strong dude too. Luke is, has made a lot of great blocks this year too. So um, I think we have just have a really dynamic room, and they understand our our, our talents and, and what we're good at, and they they put us in the positions to do that.
2: I, I had asked you in the locker room a couple weeks ago about. Uh, trevor's progress Mm. and your response to me was that you were surprised i know you said surprised it took that long but your point was you saw it in this kid right when you got here and and you knew that you were going to see eventually what's going on now what made you so confident when he was struggling a little bit early and what's the ceiling for him
3: uh one his accountability um you know he uh when his, you know, his his bat, his tough days that mm-hmm. he had, um, he was, you know, he was very um, open about looking in the mirror. How can he get better? Um, not making any excuses um, and showing up as the same teammate, as the same leader every single day. Um, I, I was in, I had Eli for two, three right. years, and it was a rough time in New York for him at mm-hmm. the end of his career, which was really undeserving and. Eli was the same man, same teammate, same leader every single day. So once, I, once I kind of got a gist of that, I was like, he has the intangibles to be the great leader that his talent, um, right. that his talent requires. Uh, but I mean, his talent is, I mean, it's special. Right. It, it's really special because he does he does things that he makes mistakes, and he, he, you won't see that mistake again. Got gotcha. you. He'll learn. He learns from his mistakes, and um, and he. And my favorite part about his game is just his swagger, like okay. his confidence. Even in even in the first times that we, that he's had this year, um, he still had that swagger. Like every week, you know, he, right. he's in control of the huddle. He's he's out there maybe saying some comments to the other team. Like right. he's gonna let you know when we're driving down the field and we're having fun. Like I mean, you get you get a you get a guy in the huddle leading a huddle like that with that amount of talent, um, that is what just turned 23, 24. Yeah. I mean, the sky's pretty a, advanced stuff yeah, for, uh, back half a year it's, too. Yeah. It's, uh, and I mean, what he went through last year, right. uh, you know, uh, he, he'll probably sit up here and not make any excuses for everything that happened last year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was, that was, that was a, a rough, um, rookie, rookie environment. So, um, just all those combined, um, and uh, just, you know, just the teammate that he is. Right. Um, I, I saw it from the jump, but even through everything that we've been through this year, it's, it's, it's uh, really promising for him, and um, it's still mind-blowing. He's only 24. Yeah. And uh, he's got – Because like, he
2: doesn't carry himself that way. Not only not talent. At not at all. But when you talk to him, he carries himself like a 28, 29-year-old quarterback.
3: Yeah, not, not at all. Yeah, I and I, I mess around about my age and – I just turned 28 and I'm like I'm getting up there <laughs> and I've and I, I just know how much I've learned and how much I've grown yeah. in the past 4 years and he still has all of that ahead of him right. and how fast he's growing now it's um the sky's the limit for him and you you know you look around the league at all the you know these young quarterbacks that are at the top of their game right mm-hmm. now um Trevor's just getting started and he has um he has if not more talent than right. a lot of guys a lot of these guys in the league cuz I'm
2: sure you saw Eli doing stuff in the huddle at the line of scrimmage, changing stuff that you can only do when you're thirty, thirty-five years For old sure. because you've seen it. For sure, Trevor hadn't hit that yet. For sure, and he's going to.
3: He's 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 getting like he's okay. already he's already he's already uh, he's already entered that playing field. Gotcha. And it's a lot of our big plays are when he, wow. he sees something and he you know he he's not afraid and and that coaches are doing a great job with him too. Yeah. Um. So uh, it's been fun playing with him. It's, it's been fun. It's been really fun working with him. Gotcha.
2: All right. So you gamble on yourself in the off season. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. I, uh, I, I imagine couldn't have, I'm not talking contract with you, but I imagine the gamble on yourself came about as big as it could. I mean, I, I mean, you've got to be ecstatic with the decision.
3: Uh, I, 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 just give glory to God on that. Yeah. One. Um, he, uh, he's he's brought me through a lot and you know that there was uh it was it was even um there wasn't any doubt for me coming in this year it was just okay like it's we got a nice little uphill climb right um and I, i just give credit to him and and the people around me uh just from my fiance um peace at home uh my uh my trainers um in the off season that prepared me for this season that my trainers that are preparing me through the season um my friends that are supporting me, my family that's supporting me, and, and the team my teammates in um, the organization top down. Gotcha. Um, I just uh, I give credit to, you know, God and the people around me, and we're not done. We are not done, and uh, there's still a lot more work to do and a lot more fun to have.
2: I know you never know the future, so I'm not going to ask you the unfair question, will you be here next year, but how much do you want to be a part of this going forward?
3: Yeah, uh, you know, I, 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 I definitely feel like I've, I found a home, mm-hmm. um, and I uh, found a, a, a something that is being built. Right, it's, it's, it's being built on a very special, very good foundation. So, um, a lot of a lot of those things are out of my control. Sure, and uh, and the, you know that that time will come. But um, I really enjoy uh, Jacksonville. I really enjoy this organization. I enjoy the fan base. Cannot wait to see them Saturday night. Um, how they how they come and respond and show up for us so um, really special place and uh, you know been some some really good prayers are being said about <laughs> about the future for
2: sure. Gotcha. Uh, the bigness of this moment on Saturday, I assume it's the biggest game of your NFL career. Yeah, it is. I uh, you know just talk about being involved with that. Mm-hmm. How how I guess ready and excited are you about
3: it? Yeah, I mean if you. Uh, Honestly, if you probably asked me, uh, you know, how would I feel um, going into this week at the beginning of the season with every like if with everything on the line, how, how would you sure. how would you feel? I would probably say, oh, I'd be worked up, be nervous. Right. You know, be my emotions would be rising. Um, I really think we found we we found a really great process here in our gotcha. prepa- in our preparation, um, and especially you know the, over the last month and this little run this run that we're on, mm-hmm. uh, we found a great. Great process to prepare for our opponents and to prepare for these big games. And it just it just takes all of the, you know, the nervousness, the the anxiety, you know, out of the game we're playing. And we go out there and we we obviously have a job and we know what what has to be done and it has to be executed. Uh, But we're having fun. Um, and we're going to have fun on Saturday. So uh, we've had a great week of preparation, and uh, I, I just love the way the guys have showed up this week—the energy, the focus—and um, it's going to be—it's going to be a great environment for us to go out and have fun in, and, um, and and win the division championship.
2: The last thing we do on this, I call it the Ozone Five. The
0: Ozone 5. five. five. five.
2: Your last binge watch? I know, we, uh, I know, I had to this my, in April. Yeah,
3: my last binge watch. Me and my fiance started Game of Thrones from start to finish. Okay. Yeah, we we we've, we've both seen it before. It's a uh, hike now. It's, yeah, it was it was both. we were we we flew through it. Okay. We, we got through <laughs> it. Right. It was nice.
2: Have you started on any? of the other aug- well,
3: the so yes. Stuff? So she she watched it before we did that, and I wanted to watch through. Um, okay. I want to watch through the, the, the full series of Game of Thrones before okay. House of Dragons. So um, whenever the off-season gets here, we'll, we'll run through House That's of Dragons. That's priority one.
2: I got yeah. you. Uh, what's your pregame song?
3: Pregame song, uh, this this year has been uh, Yeba's Heartbreak um, okay. by Drake. And it's it's a very kind of slow uh, slow uh, R&B song. but But... Okay. Um, it's kind of my meditation song. I meditate, and I, you know, I, I think about some of the people I love. And uh, before I go out and, and play, it's, it's been a good routine for me.
2: Gotcha. Best
3: tight end you ever saw? Best tight end I've ever seen? Uh, Tony Gonzalez. we okay. uh, he came to Atlanta. I grew, grew up in Atlanta, big Falcons fan. Um, and uh, he, he came to Atlanta and he started just watching him play, watching him and Matt Ryan, uh, you know, build their relationship and, um, and have success on the field. Uh, um, he kind of was the. He would kind of. He's kinda, he kind of started my gotcha. receiver tight end dream. So uh, Tony G's the man.
2: New York media, good or evil? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I'm not. I'm not gonna say good. I'm not gonna say evil. <laughs> uh, I think they're just very. Uh, they're very antsy to uh, uh, jump to conclusions. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I perfect, it. perfect.
2: Who's most responsible for you being here?
3: Yeah, my, my parents for sure.
2: Talk about your parents and what they've meant to you.
3: Um, yeah, we've, uh, as a, we've been through some, we've been through some stuff as a family. Um, and, uh, as I, as I've gotten older, um, I've realized some of the things that they experienced when my sister and I were kids. Mm -hmm. um, that they're not easy as right. parents. Uh, and unfortunately my parents separated when we were at a young age, but it was a kind of a mutual mm-hmm. thing and they were still the greatest parents ever. Um, but they, they both kind of went through some things that you don't really understand until you sure. come of age as an adult. And, uh, I would say me and my sister never noticed. Um, we never, we never longed for anything. Uh, we never felt like we were missing out on anything. Um, My parents are uh, the the two greatest people in the world Um, and just full of compassion, full of love, full of sacrifice. And uh, the way they raised my sister and I, um, just how beautiful of a soul my sister has Mm -hmm. and and how a beautiful person she is and how impactful she is in in her own way. Um, And, you know, how I am proud of carrying myself on the stage I've been blessed with. Um, There's just no shot. Um, There's just no shot that I'm in the seat and my sister is where she is without those two.
2: Evan, fantastic stuff Uh, in a big week like this. I appreciate you coming and taking the time to do this. I know the fans appreciate it as well. Thank you again for joining
3: the Ozone Podcast. My pleasure. I appreciate it.
0: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
1: Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile?